You unlock this door with the key of imagination. Beyond it is another dimension. A dimension of sound. A dimension of sight. A dimension of mind. You're moving into a land of both shadow and substance, of things and ideas. You've just crossed over into the Twilight Zone. What is happening? It's on the You're listening to the AME Radio Show. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm your host, Jason Dowd, and we've got a great show for you guys tonight. Now, as you can tell, we are a little bit on a special day because of the fact we're normally on Saturday nights. But don't worry, we will still be on tomorrow night as well with our regular scheduled program. But today we have a special, and the reason why we have a special is because we have two of the co-stars of a brand new Hallmark movie called The Perfect Catch, which is going to be going on tomorrow. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if, you, if you're not able to watch it live, don't worry about it. DVR it. Watch it later whenever you get the chance. But it's going to be a movie you're going to want to see. And we're going to be talking to, to Nikki DeLoach and Andrew Walker. And Nikki plays Jessica Parker in the movie. And Andrew plays Chase, Chase Tanner. And they're going to be telling you about their characters. They're going to be telling you a little bit about the Hallmark Channel. Uh, their experiences that they had on the movie. And they're going to give you their point of view of this movie from... Uh, from a, a, a perspective you just can't get anywhere else from the people themselves so this is going to be a lot of fun and tomorrow you'll be able to see us at on a regular scheduled time which is saturday night 5 p.m eastern standard time we will have ellie Suf- sophie on and we will also have chris din uh so those are going to be some great guests you're going to want to uh, tune into because they are super talented and that's what's that's what's been so cool about the show recently is we've been having so many amazing people coming on talking to us about what they love to do and that's what I'm all about is what we love to do. And I love art and I think that art's very therapeutic. This show's very therapeutic for me and I'm so glad I get to spend the time with you guys talking to you and showing some showing you some new artwork out there and maybe get some uh, get some inspiration going cuz that's what makes this world turn is inspiration. Sometimes we come up with these, you know, crazy things in our heads like, well, I can't do that. I'm not talented enough. Well, you know what? What you just did there was a roadblock. You put up a wall limiting yourself from what you need to be. And we shouldn't do that. We got to stop doing that in this world. It's too easy to take the easy way out and just back away. But the problem with it is is that regrets are harder than failure. No, cuz the one thing about failure is at least you tried. When you have a regret, that means you didn't do it at all, and it might be too late. So if, you ha- if you're inspired by anything, get out there and do it. Now, next week, uh, I'm going to be actually, uh, this is going to be a, a tape show next week, because of the fact that I'm going to be spending some time in uh, Walt Disney World. Now, as you guys know, I have been working almost 24 hours a day, seven days a week, um, and I'm exhausted. But what's really cool is my friend, my he's my really my, my first friend, uh, Dennis uh, from uh, New Hampshire. He's going to be down, and he's going to be down here with his family, so he's going to be at Disney World. We're going to go see him Friday night. It's going to be really cool. Um, I got a reuni- re- reunited with him about three years ago. Now, I've, I've been friends with him a long time, but... Uh, I moved to Florida in 1989, so and he stayed up in New England. So it's really, it was really cool to be able to see him after 20 years, and I get to watch his family grow, and it's just so fun to be around him, and it's just amazing how important friendships are uh, when you when you really sit back and look at it because a friendship that can last almost 30 something years, 30 plus years is definitely one that was meant to be. And I'm so glad to be able to spend some time with his family. Uh, they're an amazing amazing couple, and he's got some amazing kids, and I'm going to have a lot of fun. And then, coming down Saturday is my friend Glenn. Now, you've, you've heard his daughter from... Um, from our television show, uh, Ashley, and you've seen her on some of the uh, some of the projects I've put out on my my YouTube channel. And they're coming down. We're gonna have a lot of fun. We're gonna go explore Epcot, and we're gonna be doing the uh, the the Floral Festival, I think it is. And so there's gonna be some coverage coming up that on that for my television show. And you may even see Ashley interviewing me. I don't know. So we're gonna have a lot of fun with that. Also, my television show, it, we are able to now do remote interviewing. So before, 
we had to be in person, which kind of limited me to where I was able to go, what I was able to do. But now I can talk to talented people from around the world and expose the world to different arts. And you can do it just through Skype. So we're going to be releasing our new show tomorrow as well, uh, which is going to be with Angela Shelton and uh, Susan Edelman, and they are some amazing women. Uh, I had a lot of fun with them. You're going to want to see what they're up to. Uh, One of them is a director of a brand new movie called Heart Baby, and the other one is an author of a book called um, Be Your Own Brand of Sexy. And I, I had a lot of fun talking to them. So go check that out. That's going to be on the Amy Television Show as well. Now you can see anything that you want by going to www.theamemagazine.com. Uh, we don't charge any subscriptions. Everything that we have up there is free for you because we want you to learn and be inspired from these people uh, that have done it. And we also want you to be able to get everything that you possibly can out of what we do. Uh, that's our mission. So check us out. Television show, uh, radio show, magazine, it's all there. Just go check it out whenever you get a chance. Also, Facebook. It's facebook.com forward slash the AME experience. And Twitter at Dowd Studios. We always have something to talk about. So hit us up on that. And if you see something you like on there, share it. Because you never know who's going to be uh, benefiting from this. And tell people about the website. That's so important. All right, guys. We are going to go to a quick commercial break. I don't want to ramble anymore. But um, when we get back, we're going to be talking to Nikki Deloach. And I want you to check out my website for my art, too, while you're on this break. It's www.imaginationartstudios.com. All right, guys. We'll be right back with Nikki Deloach. So don't go anywhere. Do you love horror? The strange and unusual fantasy creatures or urban legends. Do you want to step inside a dream or nightmare? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you should check out internationally exhibiting artist Jason Dowd and his award-winning photographic collections by visiting www.imaginationartstudios.com. Get inside his mind and experience his inner weird. Hey, I'm Michael Rosander, and you're listening to the AME Radio Show. All right, guys, we have on the line with me a very special guest. Her name is Nikki Deloach, and she has been seen on so many different things. You've seen her on Awkward, CSI, Days of Our Lives, Cold Case Files, Without a Trace. She was a part of the Mickey Mouse Club, and now she is playing a character named Jessica Parker in the movie The Perfect Catch, which is on Hallmark tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, which is Saturday. So welcome to the show, Nikki. How are you doing today? I am doing so well. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. So this sounds like a really cool movie from what I've been reading here. Um, kind of tell us a little bit about what the movie's about without giving away anything cool because uh, we want people to watch it, but just kind of give an idea of what, <laughs> what this movie's about. Well, um, you said, you know, it's about this girl named Jessica Parker. And um, the cool thing about this movie, uh, and this won't give anything away, um, but it's, it's more of a two-hander from Hallmark. So the, the A storyline with the female lead is really big, but with this one, so is the male lead, and it revolves around baseball. So it actually gives the male audience something to really um, enjoy as well. Um, and Jessica Parker is this girl who's grown up in this small town her entire life. Made all the right choices. She's done all the right things in her life. Just hasn't turned out the way she had hoped. She's a single mom. You know, she she is trying to take over and run her family business, and the business is failing. And you know, she's she's not quite um, able to be enough for her son. And um, so she's really having a hard go at it at life. And and the dreams that she had for herself, she hasn't really been able to live. And in comes her high school sweetheart Chase who um, his dreams, all of them have come true. He's a professional baseball star. However, in his World Series game, he'd have made a mistake that lost him his contract. So he's coming back home to this small town to kind of lick his wounds and recover and uh, see if there's another team that's going to pick him up. And, you know, the two of them together, neither one of their lives have turned out the way that they thought. Chase got everything he wanted, and he's still not happy 
and none of her dreams have really come true. And, you know, she hasn't found that life happiness except for, obviously, her son. And they both kind of teach each other. He teaches her to dream again, and she reminds him of the things that are really important in life. And um, it's really fun. It's funny. It's heartwarming. And it's, uh, it's got a great, a great life lesson to be learned. <laughs> Well, I don't think I'd expect anything less from Hallmark, because that's what I love about Hallmark, is it kind of brings back the, the television that we're used to growing up in the 90s, that you could still have fun, you could still laugh, yet it, it, gave, it gave you something to think about. It gave you morals, it gave you values, and it just, didn't, it just wasn't stupid comedy to the point where you're like, I can't believe they just said that. I, I completely agree, and you know what, I, I, that's what drew family to begin with, is, you know, I definitely think there's a place on television for the dark stuff and the gritty stuff and the sexy stuff and, you know, the edgy stuff. I really do, and I watch all of that stuff, and I also love that stuff, but, you know, Hallmark is one of the only networks out there, really, that's that's making that those kind of movies, that's doing that kind of programming where literally my sister can be in the kitchen with a Hallmark movie on, and her my nieces, who are seven and eight, can be watching the movie and sitting there, and, and the whole family can actually be a part of it. And that is something special, and I think it's something that should be coveted and, and praised in our society today. And you don't have to sit there with those mother ears and sitting there like with, the, with your head half cocked <laughs> to listen and make sure they're not saying anything crazy in there. you got to jump in and, you know, oh, no, no, shh, you know. <laughs> no, no, I, seriously, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm not joking. Like, my sister... My sister said to me, I think the first Hallmark movie I did, she said to me, like, you have no idea what a relief it is to to have trust, like, complete trust in knowing that, like, I can just let the movie play. And I, I don't have to be on edge worrying that something's going to happen that I don't want my girls to see. And, um, and it's really special to be able to be a part of those movies that, you know, my whole family and my community back home in Blackshire, Georgia, they can all sit and watch because... You know, I've done a ton of television, and a lot of it, my nieces can't watch. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. Well, looking over at your resume here, you've done a lot of amazing things. How different has this role been from maybe some of the other things that you played? Did you challenge yourself with this? Was this something that just kind of came naturally to you? Um, you know what? This one kind of, this one was one of the easier roles that I've I've been privilege to do um and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that like I completely relate to this character I'm a, even though I'm not a single mom I, I'm a mom um my husband has a very demanding job so he gets home late every night so I'm kind of doing I'm working full-time and I'm also trying to be the mom and it's a lot there's a lot on your plate and there's a lot that you have to sacrifice and there's a lot that you have to give up to make those both of those worlds uh, work and you can't be all things to everyone so you're constantly failing and I instantly um, related to that with the Jessica with Jessica Parker like completely got that related to that and felt like there was such a place for that story to be told because they're dealing with that and so many moms feel like there are never enough and they're always failing and then also like where do you take care of yourself in that like how where where's the space for your dreams and the things that really matter to you and also a, a big reason for me kind of like this being an easier role is because of Andrew you know there was these two characters are supposed to have a lot of history um, they were in love in high school and um, Andrew and I have done a movie together before and we're kind of like family. We absolutely adore each other. We fight like brother and sister, you know. Um, so that history, we didn't have to, like, with another actor, I, we probably would have had to sit down and really, like, work on that and build that. But with him, it was just there. Um, so it was really just, you know, a four weeks of a lot of fun with the cast and crew. Did you learn anything from your character when you play? Because sometimes when you play something, somebody else, even if you've, you know, you don't know who they are because they're fictional and these things. You can still take something away from them because it's like you, you became a part of them for a little bit. Did you take anything away from your character? Yeah, I did. Um, one of the things I love about her story is that as hard as life has been for her, and literally, like, not much has gone her way, um, 
she has remained positive, like really positive. Like she still believes that like life is going to turn around for her. And um, I think it's really easy for us to like flip into the negative, especially when we have a series of, you know, things happen to us in our lives that maybe didn't turn out the way that we wanted them to. It's so easy to flip into that negative script and, and, and think, well, yep, this is just another thing that's not going to happen for me, or I'm just not even going to do it because it's not going to happen. You know, and it's, that's, not, that's not really the way to kind of move forward. The way to move forward is, well, that was a thing that just didn't happen because either it wasn't the right time or, you know, I'm meant to do something else. So let me just, like, keep going down the road and keep a positive attitude and let's see what happens and let's stay open and let's stay vulnerable because you know no one wants to get to the end of their life and be like oh I spent 80% of it being miserable because I didn't think that life turned out the way that I wanted it to and so you know she just reminded me that like even if like even if your life didn't turn out the way that you wanted to you know that doesn't mean that you walk around with a negative attitude you know Put, put your big girl pants on and keep moving forward, and um, good things are going to happen. And so I really, that was a big takeaway for me. Now, reading the script, what attracted you to want to play in this particular movie, and what made your character so interesting for you that you said, okay, this is the person I want to play, and this is why I'm going to do it? Well, that, the thing, you know, what I just said in terms of, you know, her being a character that really kind of, her life really hasn't turned out the way that she thought it would, but despite that, she just really had such a beautiful, positive outlook on life. And the other thing was the single mother aspect of it, and I, I just, you know, I feel like the stories of mothers and how hard it is to be a mother sometimes and how hard it is to, to, to make everyone in your life happy, that's just a story that can't get told enough in my book. Um, you know, I, I, I struggle with it every single day of, like, how, how to, like, this morning at my kids' school, they had Heritage Day, and we were supposed to bring in food, you know, from, uh, you know, from his heritage or part of it, and he's, like, Russian and German and French and all this stuff, and, I, you know, I have, like, 80 jobs, and I'm like, I can't, like, where am I supposed to have, find food and pierogies, <laughs> and, like, what am I doing? Um, you know, so you struggle with it every day as a mom and all these other people this morning are bringing in these beautiful, you know, displays and poster boards of like the history of their kids, you know, heritage. And I'm like, uh, here's a plate of some French pastries. Um, voila. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, you're welcome. Um, so I think we're we're just like as moms, we're struggling every single day to try to be the best thing for our child. And like in turn, and with Jessica, our son wants to play baseball and she knows nothing about baseball. And she's trying so hard to teach him and coach him and practice with him. And she's making him worse. She's not making him better. And, you know, it's just, I think it's such a relatable story to so many mothers out there. And that story can't get told enough. Mm-hmm. And in the movie, your your character has to try to find a way of reinventing her, her diner. And I know as an artist myself, yeah. I've had to reinvent myself over and over and over again. Sometimes it's harder than others. Sometimes it comes easier. Sometimes you see something that inspires you. H- have you ever had to invent yourself? And if you did, uh, where, how, where, how, what, yeah. how did you go? <laughs> How'd you do it? <laughs> oh, my, Jason. I have had to re- reinvent myself and... There has been glitter involved and um, some perms and, uh, you know, maybe too much denim um, along the way. It's been just very bad fashionable choices. Um, <laughs> but, yes, I mean, I've, I've, you know, I've been in this business essentially 30 years. Um, so I've had to reinvent myself a lot. And, um I, you know, where literally reinvent my career, where, you know, I went into the music business and that didn't go so well. And after that, I had to like restart my life. And I went to community college and I took time off and I realized, and I had to figure out like, who am I and what do I want to do? And then, you know, later in my 20s, that had to happen again when I was a working actor, but I was like, why isn't this making me happy? Again, like, 
taking that time to say, who am I? What gets me up in the morning? Um, I've, I, there's been many times in my life where I've had to do that. And a lot of it has come, you know, after like a huge, which I guess we would call a failure where things didn't really work out the way that you wanted them to. Mm-hmm. And what it has taught me is like how resilient we can be as human beings. And every single time that has happened, you know, I, I figured it out and I put my big girl pants on and I moved forward and none of it was easy. But, you know, as a creative person, I know that you could attest to this as well, or as just any human who, who really experiences um, something that's really difficult in their life, like, you start to learn that, oh, well, I can get through this. I, I can do this. And at the end of this, if you put in the work and you put in the time, I'm going to come out even better, and I'm going to come out liking myself even more, and, you know, I'm going to up-level my ability and my talent and all of that. Um, uh, yeah, um, so if you use it as an opportunity, you're going to come out, out the other side of that in, in a great way. Uh, just don't perm your hair and leave the glitter alone. <laughs> Good advice. <laughs> so, um, what what made you want to be an actress? Uh, when did you get into it? Was it something you just kind of fell in love with it as a kid, or was it something your mom said, "Hey, let's go drop her off at acting lessons," and all of a sudden, oh. bam, here it comes? <laughs> no way. My parents. I mean, my my parents would still they would want me to like come back home to Blackshire, Georgia, and find a job and live on the farm and just be close to them. Um, which I think there's something so sweet and wonderful about that, that, like, they I'm doing, they actually just want to be close to me. <laughs> <laughs> so um, they, yeah, and I was from this small town of Blackshire, Georgia, so they, they had no idea, like, when I said, that's what I want to do, and actually, I knew from the time I was three years old, like, I remember at three years old being like, this is what I want to be a storyteller. I knew, like I would tell in preschool, I would, I would memorize all the books that the teachers would read, and I would get up and perform them in front of the preschool class. And I started doing that when I was three years old. And I loved it. I just loved the act of telling stories and everything that comes with that, whether it was dancing or singing or acting or whatever it was, I love the act of just telling a story. And the acting thing really, when I figured out, like, oh, I really love this and I really want to do more of this is when I was on the Mickey Mouse Club and they had a little teen soap opera that they started in the last season called Emerald Cove, and then they asked me to be a part of it, and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And I had done, like, commercials and kids' movies and stuff like that, but... This is the first time that I was like, oh, I really actually, I think I love this even more than, you know, the singing and the dancing. And uh, so that was the first time for me that I was like, oh, this might be the way that the direction that I want to go. Mm-hmm. You know, anything in the arts is very tough for anybody to get into. And, and there's so much competition. And, you know, sometimes you, you try something and it's not what you're designed to do. And that's why there's a lot of other fields to do it. But what advice would you give to anybody yes. uh, that is trying to make it in the industry, whether they be a child or they're, or they're an adult? What, what, what advice would you give somebody if they asked you? Um, study your craft. Know your craft. Um, work on your person, like yourself. Work on your human self. Um, because you have to go back into, like, you as a creative person, you go out there and you create, and then you need some place to, some place safe to come back to to fill that well up, and you, you're going to want that place to be you, mm-hmm. you know? Um, you don't want to be grabbing for externals and exterior, like, getting approval from an external world. Like, you're going to want that place to be yourself, and so you've got to know yourself, and you've got to like yourself, and you've got to love yourself. And um, so always work on your person, you know, um, and work on your craft. Like, that, that would be my, my biggest two things that I would say to people because, like, yeah, this industry can really, or being a creative person in general, there's, 
you know, you, you tend to be considered as a commodity by this industry, whether it's like agents or, you know, network executives and, uh, or even if you're in sports, like you're, you're traded as this commodity. So you have to know your worth yourself. If you don't know your worth, nobody else is going to know your worth. So work on your human and also work on your craft. Now, we're just about getting uh, to the end of the show already, uh, the, the interview uh, time here, but I want to ask you two quick questions. One of the things that's been going on a lot with uh, these TV movies and stuff is that the stars actually get on there and, um, you know, live tweet with, with people. Are you going to be doing that? Absolutely. Follow me at, at Nikki Deloach. <laughs> Perfect. And also, how can people find you? How can people uh, learn more about what you what you got coming up in the works? And also, how can they find out about this movie? Oh, um, well, you can actually follow me. On, you can go to my Facebook page, which is Nikki Deloach. Um, you can go to Hallmark's Facebook page or go to Hallmark's website. Um, or you can follow me on Instagram, and that is just Nick, N-I-K, Deloach, or uh, on Twitter, at Nikki Deloach. And I love asking this to end the, to end each segment. What do you hope people take away from uh, this movie when it's done? I hope that people take away that, you know, it's never too late to follow your dreams. You know, that's Jessica's lesson that she learns in this movie. And I, you know, I, I'm also an acting teacher, and it's one of my greatest joys in my life um, to be with other actors on their journey and I had this woman who came in who was 78 years old, and she was one of the first female private investigators. And she retired from that, and she just decided that she wanted to be an actor in her 70s. Wow. And, I mean, she has been in class for years, she's, and now she's, like, working as an actress and having the time of her life. And it was, I mean, literally thinking of her brings me to tears because... I, it's never too late to go after something that means something to you. Um, and I hope people take that away from this movie. Well, Nikki, this has been so much fun. I, I really cannot wait to see this movie. And if people, if you're not able to sit and, down and watch it you know, live at, at, at 8 o'clock uh, Saturday night here, DVR, it's going to be absolutely worth your time. Thank you for uh, sharing your, your experiences with us and your, and your character and giving us a little insight into this that only you can bring. So thank you for joining me and having some fun with us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it so much. You're welcome. And guys, remember, live tweeting, she's going to be on there, so uh, look her up on, t on Twitter. And, again, it will be Saturday night at 8 p.m. on the Hallmark Channel. It is the perfect catch. So thank you again, and we'll be right back after this, after this quick break. Jason Dowd of Imagination Art Studios is proud to announce the release of his steampunk collection, which is currently on tour across the country. There you will see beautiful handmade masks from Venice, Italy that accentuate beautiful women to create amazing stories and feelings to those who visit the collection. Each photo series has a theme, mask, authentic props, and beautifully elaborate outfits, all collaborated in the mind of Jason Dowd to create the right emotion and feeling. The masks come from a shop in Epcot at the Italian Pavilion, where all these photos are on display for you to see. This is one of the biggest accomplishments of his career, having his work at Disney. Come see the beautiful first release of the series, which includes Distressed Dancer, Spanish Serenade, The Pied Piper, and Reaching for the Czars. You can see them in person or online at www.imaginationartstudios.com. For more information, visit the website. Again, it's imaginationartstudios.com. Our Facebook is Imagination Art Studios. Twitter is at Dow Studios. And Instagram is at Jason Dow. Come and be mesmerized by the masks and the stories behind them. Hi, this is Dina Martin, and you are listening to the AME Radio Show. It's fantastic. One of my favorites. Welcome back, everybody. And as you know, this show is all about the movie called The Perfect Catch. And now we have Andrew Walker, who plays Chase Tanner in the movie. You've also seen him on When Calls the Heart, ER, CSI New York, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, and now he's in this movie. So welcome to the show. How are you doing today? How's it going, Jason? Thanks so much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Hi, everyone. So, you know, what was really cool, we just got done talking to Nikki, and we got to see her perspective on the movie, and now we're going to get your perspective on the movie. So we kind of got an idea of what the movie was through her eyes. What is, how did the movie play out for your character? What's your character's uh, uh, story in this, in this particular movie? Uh, Chase Tanner is a 
uh, a baseball player. He's pretty much, um, you know, he's been given everything. He's he kind of had the, the golden child. Really, you know, came, everything came easy to him. Um, and he was in Game Seven, biggest game of his life, and he he blows it, and basically loses all his future opportunities with uh, getting picked up to play play baseball on another team. So he goes back to his hometown to kind of find himself and uh, spend time with family and ends up finding his meeting or seeing his, his high school sweetheart again. And, uh, and they end up kind of getting back into a relationship again. Well, that's um, so cool. Yeah. So your character blows the World Series in the worst possible time. That's got to be like the most horrible thing to have happen to you. <laughs> So, <laughs> you know, but, you know, I, go ahead. Haven't we all been there, though? You know what I mean? Like, we've all, it's, you know, it's, it, it, it's not the World Series, but, but, I'm, but people, people have, you know, people have, have issues in their, in their life, and they have to kind of make, you know, make their way back and, and, uh, and find ways to reinvent themselves. And, uh, and you know, and, and that's what I think, what, what, how I really related to it. Because I came from a sports background myself. And, um, you know, I've, I've been there, big games, and I, my, my sport was football. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember when I was, uh, it was a championship football game, and I fumbled in the fourth quarter. We were up by a touchdown. The other team picked up the, the ball. And, I, 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 you know, I was a very confident athlete. I was a very confident football player. And you just can't prepare enough for a moment like that in your life, you know. It's just You just got to have a short memory and, and, and come back and, and when that when that when something like that happens, you know, you just uh, you have to, you know, kind of persevere. You know, and that's the that's that's what I think really what drew me to this to this character and to this role as well. But you know what? I think we need this in life, uh, just because the fact if we get too complacent doing one thing and it, it's always good, it, everything's going so good that sometimes we need a wake up call because it helps us reach our our best that we that we need to be at. And so sometimes it's good to have a wake-up call. Sometimes it's good to fall a little bit because it gives you that, that okay, well, here I am. You know, this happened to me. How can I get better for next time? How can I, how can I make sure this doesn't happen? So it keeps you on your toes a little bit. Absolutely. You know, I mean, I think that the, the further you fall, the more you have room to bounce back. And I think that also people that have, you know, stories that they can draw from where they have, it's, you know, negative stories they can draw from. Well, in, in some not odd way, but in some way, people respond better to people that can that that have these you know demons or have these these issues, and they 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 take their advice more seriously. You know what I mean? You can you can I'll I'll listen to somebody who's had a, you know comes from a much worse background than me in a in a moment of you know of of truth where I'm having to you know battle whatever it is, if it's even, you know, illnesses and health illnesses, you know, if it's some sort of, you know, if it's cancer or whatever it is, you know, someone, someone coming back and battling back from something like that, well, I'll take their advice over somebody who lives this squeaky clean life, you know, so, sure. so I agree with that. And, you know, it's so cool because it, when everything seems to fall, one of the places that we always tend to look is to go back home. Um, I've always wanted to just say when I go home, I wanted to be have some type of su- uh, success. And as my own art career, I've, my dream is to have my pictures hanging somewhere up in the Hartford area because that's where I'm from. And but yet on the <laughs> other hand, when I'm when I'm at my lowest point, that's the place I think about is going back home. Um, what's that yeah. for you? I, I mean, do you get like the, the sensation for both of it? I mean, can you see both sides of it? Yeah, well, I'm, are you talking more as a character, or are you talking as both. Uh, Andrew, real life? Both. Both. Um, yeah, well, for sure. I mean, um, I guess, you know, there's that cliche where, you know, home is where your heart is, and, you know, I've really created a life for myself in Los Angeles now. My wife, and, you know, and, and I have a child here, my dog. I started a business with my wife in, in Los Angeles um, about four and a half years ago, so you know, really my heart, I think is in, is in LA, but my, you know, my family, my friends are all, you know, still back in Montreal. And I don't think still to date, you know, it's, it's come close, but I still don't think to date I found friends like I, you know, my high school friends that I still keep in touch with 
back in Montreal, they're they're you know they're my closest friends, and they're you know I I even if I don't speak to them for six months, I still go back and say like we haven't even skipped a beat, you know. So definitely when I go back home, I feel that you know that warm fuzzy feeling of being home and being with my parents and being you know back with my you know in, with my in-laws and everybody there but um but uh yeah really i think la has become that for me as well so i think i think i'm kind of fortunate in a way because i think people come to la and they try to find them they try to find themselves mm-hmm. um you know and and they don't know they don't they can't draw off they can't say my home is la necessarily um Whereas I think I can say that, but I can also say that Montreal is also very special to me, and it's a it's a great balance. I think having the East Coast Canada and having the West Coast in the United States to be able to find some sort of yin and yang, you know, in my life, and also you know for 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 Chase for my character, and I can't I can't really relate too much with this because. Um, I came from a great background. My my dad, my mom and my mom and dad are, are phenomenal people. I had a very, you know, a really great upbringing and and uh, and you know was was uh, supported in everything I did. Um, but Chase's father um, and him they butt heads. They butt heads for years, and um, and he's kind of a guy who who runs from things, you know, and he's. He's he's always you know his dad felt like he you know he his parents will come into town to watch to watch him play a baseball game, and he'll put them up at a five star hotel, um, but doesn't spend a lot of time with them you know so he there's there's that issue that's you know the underlying kind of uh, time issue and how valuable time is and you know money money doesn't mean a thing if you don't if you can't spend the time with the, the people you love so. I think you know, with with um, with with the Chase character, I went back home because the town, the town was so powerful. I think there's people there that really I, you know, that I made me feel special, um, or just made me feel a certain, like you know, kind of brought me back to my roots again, and um, you know, shed those layers, I guess, if you will. But um, but I yeah, I, I think that it's. It was, uh, you know, in some way, Chase was scared of going back to town, to his hometown, but he needed it at that time in his life, you know. So I think that, and the people, it just, you know, it was, it was something that he started realizing when he came back to his to his hometown, where people really appreciated him so much, and they didn't care about him blowing the game in the world, the, the game seven in World Series. They just, they just thought that he was, you know the the best thing that's to ever come out of that town and then you know they really accepted him with open arms no matter what he did you know so i think that that's really what surprised him and then on, on top of it he was able to find he's able to find i don't know if, i don't want to i don't want to ruin the film but uh he's able to find a, a, a you know some sort of common ground with his father as well mm-hmm. with that trip back home so a little bit of a learning experience now, when you uh, played this character, did uh, you know when you're playing somebody else, you you kind of have to get into their head. Even if they're a fictional character, you still have to get into their head. And when you do that, sometimes you take a piece of that away from from that that role that you were playing. Did you learn anything from your character? Yeah, I mean, I I think that look every. It it really depends on what what kind of characters you're playing, but I think that it's always you're always bringing elements of yourself. You know, it's 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 difficult to kind of transform yourself completely. Um, I mean, if you're doing a movie like Avatar, maybe that's you know that's a little easier because you're it's also you're 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 benefiting from the from the CGI. But when you're you know when you're when you're doing these these type of you know a leading man type of role. It is. It's definitely your 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 a version of yourself, you know. But I I think you know I I I, I learn from the people I work with, and having worked worked with Nikki before, um, I think that we just kind of we did like a zero to a hundred, you know, on the uh, the chemistry scale, where we were able to just like jump right into having fun and. 
I think that I, I, you know, personally as an actor and, and uh, you know, personally as well, I just feel like I, I had more fun than I've ever had on, on, a, on a movie scene, on a movie uh, set um, before, you know, with, on, on Perfect on perfect Catch. I, I think that it was, it was just so much fun being able to, you know, find the, find the funny in, in the scenes, you know, even if there wasn't really, you know, if it was a, it was a, a serious scene I think that Nikki and I were able to just kind of dive right into the creative aspect and and so I just I, I learned a little bit more about my boundaries as an actor on this because of how supportive Nikki is and, and also Lisa Derue phenomenal and also and also the the the, uh, the boy Chance who played um, who played Nikki's son mm-hmm. the actor Chance it was great well, I know Nikki spoke highly of you, and she said that you know that was one of the things that made it easy for I her. Paid her is... I paid her well. <laughs> <laughs> she, All right, so she, she she did it. She did it, yes. Uh, but she said so, that yeah. having that having that chemistry really makes it, especially when it's kind of like a romantic comedy, because you gotta you gotta be able to believe that you guys like each other and that you guys can fall in love with each other. Um, whereas you know some people that have never played together, it might be a little hard and it might be a little stale at first. So, um, do you think that right. having that chemistry made this believable? Look, I haven't seen the film yet. Um, I'm always. A little weary of watching myself at times, you know. I, 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 I think with the, some of the dailies that I've seen, it's, you know, I don't want to put any of the other Hallmark movies I've done down, but I think that this is probably the strongest, these, the best chemistry I've ever had with a leading lady on a on a in a film. I wouldn't even say a Hallmark film in a film. You know, she's. This is. It was just so much fun. You know, I. I feel like I had to. I. I should have paid Hallmark to. To do this gig. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I love about Hallmark, and I was talking to Nikki about this too, is that what uh, Hallmark is kind of what we are missing for so many years in television because of the fact they give out such really good wholesome sh- uh, shows. You don't have to really worry about anything that's on that on that station if your kid's watching it. Uh, it brings values, it brings morals, but it still can make you laugh. It can make you cry, kind of like the sitcoms did in the 80s and 90s and that we've kind of gotten away from. And now it seems like all the stuff that I watch out there, it's it's so blatantly stupid that I feel like I'm stupid because yeah. I can't, they can't, use anything better to uh you know amuse me with other than just plain stupid stuff so i really like this particular channel and what's your take with working with hallmark and what do you think that hallmark has done for the entertainment industry well i think the proof is in the numbers you know as well you know you, you see what what they're doing now and how they're ranking it's it's amazing they're doing so well they're so competitive they're uh you know a, a premier network you know, that's putting out quality movies now. And, um, you know, I agree with you, you know, the days of the Cosby show and, you know, full house and like these, and, you know, uh, what's that Michael J. Fox, uh, family ties, you know, uh, who family ties. I mean, come on, who's the boss, you know, all these, like that, that, that era of television was so amazing. And, um, and, you know, French, fresh, Prince of Bel-Air. What a great, you know, these incredible shows. Uh, and I, I really do uh, agree with you. I think that Hallmark is really hitting their stride and, you know, they've, um, they're creating great content and you're always, I'm, I know whenever I work on one of these movies, I'm always working with a strong leading lady, which is, which is great. You know, I, I think, you know, having that is, is the, you know, that's, that's, that's what you really hope for. And in working with great people, um, the stories are always, you know, they're always nice stories with a with a happy ending. There's a little bit of, you know, conflict always in the middle, and uh, and also the characters I get to play, they're 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 fun. I mean, I, look, I was a I was a pro baseball player in this. You know, when do I get a, when have I when do I get a chance to 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 pitch real real you know throw real pitches to to legitimate baseball players? I had like one day where I was just throwing pitches all day. My arm, my arm was a little sore. My age was kind of showing a little bit that day after that day. But uh, but when you get a chance to you know to do stuff like that, and 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 also I love you know I love working the different places the the movies bring me to work. Mm-hmm. You know in Vancouver and and you know Vancouver Island. Um, 
I, you know, so it's, it's yeah, it's, it's just a, I think all around, uh, I feel so fortunate to be able to be part of the, the Hallmark family. And, you know, I'm, I think I'm like nine, eight or nine movies in with them now. And uh, every single film has been a great experience for me. So very fortunate. Well, see, that's what that's what I'm 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 so happy about when I talk to the actors that have been on this, and they all seem to say the same say the same thing, which is which is pretty in, incredible because, and it, you know, I'm sitting here looking at the at this um, at this press release here about the movie, and it says that they have that they are working on a hundred year legacy of the brand for Hallmark with the station, and that's incredible to be able to do something that long, you know, that just sends chills oh, down my yeah. spine. I wish I could do that. I, and I hope someday I will be able to do something like that and, and keep my brand going as long as I want to. Um, but that just that just shows <laughs> yeah. that, that they're doing something right. So, um, oh yeah, definitely. I know that towards the end of the uh, when these movies air, a lot of the times that a lot of the uh, actors and, and actresses will get on and, and live tweet. Are you going to be live tweeting during this thing? I am. Um, I I hopefully will be. Um, my. My wife and I have a uh, have a have a cold press juice company actually here in Los Angeles, and we're we're selling some juice at the music festival uh, Coachella, okay, um, in the desert. So I'm, I have to do a little work on the air date evening. Um, so I'm I, I'm hoping I'm going to be in front of a television, but um, but uh, if. If not, I will be catching some clips at least. <laughs> so I'll be I'll be part of it. I'm gonna I'll be on in Twitter world. You know, I'm not a I'm not a huge uh, tweeter in my everyday life, but uh, I, I'll be I'll be I'll be active. I'm, if even if I'm not like tweeting, you know, on the you know moment to moment scene, I'll be tweeting shout outs to, to 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 fans and to Nikki. I'll probably be, you know, kind of. Uh, you know, talking to Nikki back and forth, giving her a hard time. That's cool. And I'll be I'll be keeping Nikki credible. <laughs> yeah, keep her in line. <laughs> keep her honest. I'll be keeping her honest. Yeah. I'm, I'm, cool. Nikki's, I'm Nikki's fact fact checker. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So um, we're almost out of time. We got about a minute and a half left. Um, what do you hope people will take away after watching this movie? Um, I just, I hope, you know, like this, like the story when, you know, my character, you know, has, has to reinvent himself and, you know, find himself again. I, I think that, I think that people can really learn from that. I think people that can, can say, Hey, you know, even in your, when you feel it's your lowest moment and you feel the world is against you, just keep your head high and just, you know, you know, find yourself, find, find Find what makes you what makes you happy, you know, and and uh, and explore that, and you're going to get back on track again. And of course, how can anybody follow you and see what you got coming up and new new projects or whatever you're doing, uh, or anything else you want to you want to throw out there? Yeah, sure. I, I uh, all year last year, I'm pretty pretty proud of it. Uh, I produced and, and acted in a in a film called Oxalis. And uh, we're in the final stretch of it now. The movie takes place over a 15-year period, so we shot it throughout an entire year. And um, we're about two months away from it being finalized. And uh, so it should be, we're going to be doing the, the, the film festival circuit and uh, hopefully getting it into some, some respected film festivals. And uh, so that's kind of my, my baby and been working on it kind of tirelessly and uh so that's that'll be out in two months all right well thank you so much for coming on and again guys it is called uh the perfect catch it airs tomorrow night 8 p.m eastern standard time and if you can't make it dvr you're going to want to see this uh and you're going to want to see the, the two actors that we had talking here and watching watching them do their stuff so thank you for coming on and spending some time with me and it was a, it was a lot of pleasure i had a lot of fun Thank you so much, Jason. Really appreciate it. Thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in, and, and uh, hope you enjoy the film. All right, guys. We're going to go to a quick commercial break. When we come back, we got a little bit more left, so stay tuned. The AMFM 24-7 Roku channel broadcasts all of our shows on demand. 
To ensure reliability, we store and stream our content on the same servers as Netflix and Amazon. Our Roku channel is free to use, and anyone owning one of the more than 10 million Roku devices can watch our channel at no cost whatsoever. If you have a television show or are thinking about producing a show, you can be a part of AMFM 24/7's Roku channel. Watch our great shows on your Roku device. It's free and more reliable than cable TV. Are you stuck with a timeshare? Did you attend the presentation and were seduced and enticed into buying that great vacation and investment? Now you're in the terrible position of trying to figure out a way to get out of that mess. You're not alone. For over 15 years, buyyourtimeshare.com has been helping people like yourself get out of timeshare ownership. The fact is, there is no resale market. Unscrupulous telemarketers call you and say they have buyers waiting, and the next thing that happens is you give them hundreds of dollars for an ad, and you'll never hear from them again. Another fact is that an identical timeshare to yours is being offered on eBay for a dollar, and no one is buying it. If you want out of your timeshare, I urge you to go to buyyourtimeshare.com or call them at eight seven seven ninety four help me. That number again is eight seven seven ninety four help me. Buyyourtimeshare.com. That's buyyourtimeshare.com. Eight seven seven ninety four help me. Eight seven seven ninety four help me. A teacher holds the power to make a huge difference in the lives of students. Dee Dee Ritman's new book, Student Teaching: The Inside Scoop from a Master Teacher, will help both new teachers and veteran teachers to be the best teachers they can be, impacting students' lives one day at a time. Available at dderitman.com or amazon.com. Again, that's dderitman.com. D e d e r i t t m a n dot com. Welcome back, everybody. We are about ready to close out the show because we got about an, about ten minutes left. But I'm going to close it out with some music because I really want to get this、uh, weekend started right with some music, so you can relax, have fun, dance, whatever you want to do. It's it's okay.、Uh, just have some fun. I know this weekend is、uh, much anticipated for me. I have worked so hard this week, and I'm going to just sit back, relax with my、uh, with my wife and my dogs, and see what we can get into. Because I know next week we're going to be in Disney visiting some friends that are coming down from、uh, the New England area. So I'm very excited to see them after about a year. So、uh, let's talk about some news that's going on right now.、Uh, everybody knows that Aaron Hernandez, the former tight end to the New England Patriots, was found dead in his. In his cell, from apparent suicide,、uh, he hung himself. Now, I don't know if I truly believe it was suicide. The reason being is he was in some gangs. He was in general population. Even though he was ser- serving a life sentence, I have a feeling maybe one of the other gang members may have done something. I don't know. I mean, it could be a suicide. I, I just, I'm just not sure about that.、Uh, he leaves behind a, a young daughter, and unfortunately, the last thing he ever said was "Daddy,、uh, Daddy loves you." When he was、uh, in jail,、uh, when he was in court fighting the second、uh, charges that were up against him for two counts of murder, which he happened to beat just earlier this week. So it's kind of a little. Strange that somebody, after being a double murder charge, and his lawyer saying that they have new evidence that they want to present that actually exonerates、uh, Hernandez in the first murder that he was spending a life sentence for, that he would go out and kill himself. So I, I don't know. I don't know what to believe in this, but I, all I know is that if he really didn't do it, that'd be a really complete waste of life that this all happened to. But knowing knowing him. It, it, I would probably say I wouldn't want to be spending my life in jail either. And if there's a bleak hope of me getting out, you know, you, sometimes that's just what that that's the the path they choose. And what's really weird about this particular man is that I went to school right down the street from the from the high school he went to. In fact, when if when I was going to go to high school, if I had stayed in Connecticut, I would have been going to the same high school he was at.、Um, and what's even what's even stranger. Is that I know the the street where he used to hang out with his gangs because it was right down the street from my grandmother's house. So at first, when when he got in when he got into the football, I was really excited and I'm like, wow, you know, this guy, I have so much in common with him. It's it's amazing. But now it's like, ooh, I really don't want anything in common with him. And it, it was really sad because he threw away a forty million dollar contract to play with the Patriots, and he was actually wicked good. Uh, if he had just been able to throw away the thug life, 
you know, he he could only imagine what would happen. And ironically, he did it on the same day that the Patriots visited the White House celebrating their fifth Super Bowl. Now, if he didn't get into any of these messes, it's a very good possibility he might have two Super Bowl rings. And what's even weirder is if the Patriots didn't have that immaculate catch happen against them for the second time in the uh, Super Bowl against the Giants, Aaron Hernandez would have been the MVP of that Super Bowl. So that's pretty interesting to uh, think about and how it all ended. Either which way, it was a complete tragedy all the way across the board. A very talented and um, a very talented athlete ends up going to jail for life for killing people and all the people that have left behind, commits suicide and leaves his daughter uh, fatherless, even though she probably wouldn't have much of a relationship with him, seeing that he was going to be in jail for the rest of his life. So sad all the way across the board. So pray for the family of the victims. Pray for his family, uh, because no matter what you think of him, they're going to be suffering as well. All right, guys, so let me kick it off with a little bit of music we have coming up, and I'm going to be playing a new song, which I just got, which I'm really excited for. I downloaded it the other day. Love it. Haven't heard it in a long time. It is called Cherish by Cool and the Gang, and if we have enough time, we'll play one more. So uh, until then, keep those creative juices flowing, and we'll see you guys tomorrow night at a regular scheduled time. Have fun and stay safe, all right? Night, everybody. Let's take a walk together near the ocean shore Hand in hand, you and I Let's cherish every moment we have been given For time is passing by I often pray before I lay down by your side you receive your calling before I awake. Could I make it through the night? Cherish the love we have. We should cherish the life we live. Oh, cherish the love. Cherish the love.
we're done. Calm down, people. Calm down. Okay? That's it.